ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Proud to share this episode thanks to these fine companies I depend on in the field. Game Changer Calls. The GC was designed with all hunting callers in mind. Though elk is the intended target, the unique size is a game-changing tool for turkey and coyote callers as well. It is not designed to replace your tube or open reads, but rather to complement the caller's repertoire in the field. Vortex Optics. Proudly made in the USA, Hoffman Boots. If you're heading to the backcountry and you need some meals that won't bog you down, check out SasquatchFuel.com. 100% compostable packaging was designed to combat litter in the backcountry. For more information on conservation in action, head over to SasquatchFuel.com. Titanium Archery Products. Dedicated archers deserve truly elite products that provide all the performance attributes that they demand, and that's exactly what TAP delivers. For more brands we run and trust, jump on westerncontours.com partners page. Look for the code Western Contours and save a few dollars off your order. Hey, what's happening, guys? Uh, wanted to sit down and do a semi-quick recap, I guess, um, of 2019. So January 1st, 2019, uh, Western Contours dropped the first episode. Um, and all I can say is really, I'm, I'm, sheesh, thank you. And I'm truly humbled. Um, I had no idea when I started this podcast, it would become part of my journey as a hunter. Um, not a dude that's easily swayed or influenced, you know, I just do my thing in life and on the mountain. Um, but meeting so many different folks and hearing so many amazing stories, um, the wise watching so many people just grind because of their passion for something I hold near and dear. Um, honestly, it was, it is, and it's becoming harder, but it's hard not to go just full board, right? Go harder in it. Um, this podcast is really about you guys. And I just wanted to say thank you, uh, prior to doing the wrap up. Um, as far as I'm concerned, you killed it 141 episodes. 
uh, almost 60,000 downloads and about 50 countries. Um, it's important to me to share these stories. Yeah, you guys, you guys killed it. You rock. I appreciate everybody that uh, took the time to jump on a podcast um, that, you know, in the beginning, no one but me knew about. <laughs> um, so it was a pretty cool experience. And yeah, it's definitely restructured some of my thought process um, and redefined my approach to a lot of things, social media for one, um, kind of the nuisance that it is at, at a point, but to see so many passionate people, it, you can't help but be inspired and has really become a huge motivation and reason to really, you know, keep driving forward with uh, the podcast and trying to figure out how to up my game with it and bring you guys value. And as much as it sounds like I'm beating a dead horse, um, I, I can't say thank you enough. So again, I appreciate each and every one of you, you know, downloading, taking the time to listen, the involvement on social media, um, sending the DMs, what have you. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. I'm not sure if I ever really explained what the podcast or why the podcast is what it is and, and the thought process behind that, or if someone's listening to this and really hasn't, you know, listened to any other episodes or many episodes. There, there are a few things that compared to the diversity of Western hunting, um, be it the vast expanses of public land, the multitude of game species. I mean, if you look at what we have out here in the West, it's just phenomenal as far as opportunity. Coastal blacktail, California and the PNW, Tule Elk in California, antelope, freaking all over California to the Wyoming. I mean, Wyoming, you look at the antelope, man, and it is... It's surreal to walk through, hike through, drive through Wyoming and, and watch the antelope. <laughs> it sounds so freaking cliche. Run the plains, right? Um, but just an amazing, an amazing place, amazing opportunities. The vast expanses of land are as diverse as you can get anywhere in the world. The opportunity to chase with whatever weapon we choose from, you know, muzzleloader and archery, um, rifle i mean you name it right we we start talking waterfowl again diverse just super diverse and in my opinion the only thing that is more diverse than our opportunities the land we tread and the game that we chase are the people of this community um hunters outdoorsmen outdoors women is the only thing that surpasses the diversity of western hunting um, so my hope was to highlight the stories and insight of the everyday faces of hunting. Uh, what I always say that I consider to be 98% uh, of the demographic, hardworking men and women, blue collar folks that pursue and live this lifestyle with passion and have an immense reverence for the animals they chase ethically and responsibly while they do what they can by their means to be stewards of the land we tread. It's huge. That sums up this podcast. That sums up my vision for the podcast is just sharing that diversity and hoping that with everything that we're up against as hunters uh, and even the divides that we have in our community, sometimes over the dumbest shit, 
but the hope is to shed light on everyone's experience and story and bring value to the entire demographic in those experiences and show how great the passion and love for our natural resource um, that we pursue is and really represent that to the fullest that I can and to the fullest potential of the podcast. So I feel like that was a little long winded, but uh, that's in a nutshell. So I guess the, I don't even know how to start talking about 141 episodes, less, you know, a few that Amy did. It was a busy schedule. <laughs> I went from, okay, I'm going to record episodes on Sunday. I'll try and do, you know, two every Sunday when we first started this thing. And it got to the point where there was weeks I was doing five episodes and I was just happy the entire time, just hearing these, you know, having these conversations, hearing these stories, you know, the tap Tuesday episodes where we are highlighting homegrown mom and pops, if you will, have a strong feeling about supporting small business. And the fact that these are businesses that are grown right here at home by, for the most part, blue collared men and women that have a passion for the outdoors, some of which are bringing us value in gear for the field. And some are bringing us, you know, hats and shirts and sweatshirts and all kind of swag um, that identifies us as hunters and tap titanium archery products. I mean, the, the name, um, there was even a reason for that in the fact that Sam is, you know, just what I described there immense passion for archery hunting, immense passion for being an archer. And he's trying to translate that into a dream, uh, an idea that he had. And no bullshit, one of the best products that I have the pleasure of screwing on my bow. Just phenomenal. The build, it was one of the things that I watched hard through my season. I mean, you're talking from 116 to 22 degrees I was hunting and a crazy mile count that I was pretty proud of. This thing is like it was when I got it from Sam. And yeah, I just believed in the product. I believed in the vision and Sam's determination to take what he envisioned and make it this big, huge success come hell or high water. So I guess after that, it was the collective series with the uh, KVC um, executives, the KVC ambassadors, and that was really cool to help spread the mission and uh, the passion of just everything for the outdoors, whether it was hiking or backpacking, mountain biking, trail riding, whatever it was, the attempt was to bring everything together and highlight hunting in the same light that everything else gets. But man, did we hear some incredible stories from some amazing people uh, with the collective episodes. And then we had the Feature Friday episodes with uh, my buddy Michael Batiste of the Elk Calling Academy. That was a cool, there's a cool backstory to how those started, at least in my opinion. I had been following Michael, getting on the lives, um, was doing all the, you know, ECA learning I could trying to get ready for you know elk season and up my game for 2019 and uh, had a chance to meet Michael at the Utah Sportsman's Expo talked for a bit a couple times um, 
so yeah, it was a it was a little bit of starstruck, I guess. You know, I'd been consuming this info and really digging how Michael presents it, and uh, was on a live, and he starts talking about the podcast, my podcast, and uh, yeah, I kind of flipped out, went a little schoolgirl fanboy or whatever. So I don't know. Sometime after the Utah show, I'm two weeks, three weeks, a month, somewhere in there. Michael had posted on a Instagram story, should I start a podcast? And I almost answered yes. And then I DM'd him and said, hey, I got an idea. Check this out. So hence the Elk Holland Academy feature Friday episodes. And the mission there was to bring, you know, anybody that was pursuing that uh, dream of elk for 2019 could up their game. They could do it. A lot of what Michael does is live. So playback as you're driving, things of that nature. The podcast in in some instances is just easy to consume. So uh, we went forward with that and uh, really, really had a, a great run, a great response. You know, people that were like, oh, I always miss the lives. Now I don't have to miss anything. So it was great. And to wrap up the series, air quote in there, um, that I ran was the Amy Hall episodes. Amy's episodes, I had this idea that I needed to be able to hear a conversation on my platform that was something that I was able to relate to 100% or as close to 100% um, as I could. And I kind of felt with the women that I had interviewed that I was coming up short and missing something. So um, met Amy and talked to Amy a few times. Amy and I did an episode and her passion for hunting and her passion for learning and her passion for the people of the demographic struck me as something that this is where I would be able to get what I was looking for, some benefit for not just the platform, but everyone listening, right? And make it relatable um, to the women's demographic of uh of this community so amy ran i think we talked about running 10 episodes she ended up recording 12 they were going good dropped 12 episodes um and it was great we heard some great stories um i know amy had her eyes open to another world in this community in hunting just period and uh yeah, so that was the Amy episodes. It was uh, interesting for me to take something that is 110% my control, you know, my voice, my thought process, and trust someone to just kind of run with it. I didn't want to dictate, you know, the conversations, things like that. So I really let Amy just run and told her what the what the mission was and i think the episodes were great i think it highlighted some phenomenal women some phenomenal stories and it was great to hear the full perspective right and amy's ability to relate and relay and carry out what i had envisioned i greatly appreciated through those episodes so I really haven't decided where the, you know, the series, I get an idea and I just run with it, right? Um, so we'll see where that takes us uh, in 2020. 
Um, I have some ideas, nothing solid yet. And a lot of this is about, you know, stockpiling as much as you can. So there's consistency um, and I'm delivering something that you guys can expect and rely on. So with all these little serious things may or may not happen. They may happen. They may go away. Um, some may come back. So yeah, that's the series. As far as the other episodes, I don't, oh, um, <laughs> I'd literally have to scroll through and, and pick just random episodes. So if I miss somebody, um, I, I feel like everyone's episode had value. There's some stories that hit home a little more than others. There's stories that educated the hell out of me. I mean, right off the top with Luke Elifritz and Captain James Nash um, talking elk. And those guys, their knowledge base between the both of them has to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 to 70 years of elk hunting. And I can't, you know, say thank you to both of them for for blessing the podcast with their knowledge, sharing their story. They're both phenomenal outdoorsmen and uh, just damn good men. So thank you, boys. And I guess on another note, it would be those inspirational socky in your gut episodes. I mean, even those were seemed like I had good numbers, <laughs> good numbers. Of, I mean, Tate Hale, Sid Smith, Mike Burnside, Disabled Outdoorsman USA, something with a purpose, something with a cause, people that are just fighting their fight and not looking back. And wow. <laughs> Talking to Tate, watching Tate get ready for Utah, going on that Utah elk hunt, taking some lumps, taking a loss, and still like, man, that was the greatest experience of, of my days, less a you know, a couple hiccups. Sid Smith, right, running the Iron Man. Whoa. To share his story to I, I and to watch him cross that finish line, like life wise, goals. <laughs> it's insane. Both those guys, just the humblest guys too, and just just amazing. Mike Burnside with his daughter Kenzie, and their efforts afield with with her disability. Weston Jenkins and Disabled Outdoorsman USA, and their effort, their selfless efforts to help folks that normally couldn't get out for whatever reason. You know, not just their disability, but, you know, financial, not having the opportunities where they live, whatever you, whatever you can throw at it. You know, these are people that are making huge, huge impacts on other people's lives and in my eyes are, are larger than life. I know just about every one of those guys would disagree. But yeah, that opinion is what it is. So kind of thumbing through the episode catalog here. Wow, I don't even know where to start. Well, first off, if I skip anybody, if I miss anybody, it's no offense to anyone. I'm trying to keep it short, and I'm going to just scroll and stop, scroll and stop. So I, I kind of have to start off with the first episode, right? Jeff Moran, uh, Relentless Hunter, a co-owner of Built for the Hunt, 
And uh, that's where it started. Jeff was the first guy I reached out to and uh, was the first guy to come back with a yes, which floored me. And uh, what a great story about just getting after it, right? Getting out in the elk woods. Um, don't care how steep or deep or how nasty it was. I'm just going after it and uh, just an immense passion for the pursuit. Maybe I'll just spit out names here and just uh, choose a couple. Then we had Maddie Andreessen, Dr. Uh, David Shaleen, Sammy Johnson, Makana Saga Draka. Now, there's an episode to talk about. So um, I want to say Mac was like episode seven or eight. And we had shared some time in the woods. He was kind of getting hit hard on a season or two and uh, took him to an old honey hole. And man, did we have some laughs on that trip out. But to, to be able to relive them and, and find the same comedy in that story on that episode was awesome. I, I would say for the laugh factor, that was probably outside of leaving Tyler Worley's fart and not editing out of an episode and knowing it was there every time somebody downloaded it. Makana's episode was probably the funniest to me. Um, just had a great time doing it. I had uh, Eric Myrie, the owner of Basin and Bend out of Colorado, um, John Metcalf, <laughs> Tyler Worley, uh, Jeffrey Pagel, which there's another good dude, Jeff, is really focused on bringing new hunters into our sport, lifestyle, et cetera, whatever you call it, and uh, huge on youth hunt. This guy's donating his time. Sometimes he's finding the land, um, using family land, and just getting folks out there and enjoying that mentorship responsibility and his ability to be able to uh, do it. So Jeff's another, you know, I can't say, you know, Everybody I have on in my eyes is is pretty GD, high rated. Uh, talked about James Nash earlier, Ryan Lavelle. Uh, Ryan and I met, I don't even remember how. We were just kind of shooting the shit and uh, asked him if he wanted to get on. He had, The guy has a great story. He just had a stellar season the year prior and was a little bit reluctant. And he was reluctant because a lot of his hunts are private land guided, public land guided, and we have a silly notion that that pursuit is wrong because the guys that don't do that or don't have the means to do that have a problem with it. And I think it's ridiculous. The guys out there in the same passion, has the same love, the same reverence. And I want to highlight the story and show that there's nothing wrong if you have the ability or the availability to go out on a guided hunt, a private land hunt, whatever. It's an individual choice. So Ryan's episode was really cool to me, and he's just a great dude. Uh, we had Dan Trout, Jimmy Glaser, Kristen Redderath, uh, my boy Tate Hale, Tyler McCluskey with Mountain Built Media, uh, Brandon Goodwin, the hunting student. And there's a guy that had a great season, right? I mean... To watch Brandon's growth as a hunter over the last year has been uh, something damn near awe-inspiring. Um, the guy has a way of presenting everything, keeps it, keeps it in a good light. It's, uh, it's definitely a passionate pursuit. The values that he brings to the table for the hunting demographic, in my opinion, are second to none. Uh, Brandon and I recorded early last year and uh, also did, I wanted to recap his, his 2019 
So we have a 2020 episode with Brandon coming up. So be sure you guys uh, check that one out. I did a Tap Tuesday episode with Caleb Newton from County 6 Predator. I met uh, he and his wife, Annie, at the uh, Western Conservation and Hunting Expo in Utah and just, you know, love the people. Man, they make a great product. Uh, Lena Monsoor, my buddy, the perpetual wanderer, um, always fun keeping up and uh, talking to Lena. Joel with One Rate Gear, Michael Batiste, outside of the ECA episodes, Michael and I did a couple of episodes, Clayton Saturday for The Collective, my buddy and uh, long-range instructor, Ron White of DR Long Range Concepts. Uh, And since Ron is coming up and you're listening to the podcast, be ready for a huge giveaway that he and I and quite a few other companies partnered in on. Um, If it comes to fruition the way that we see it, it is going to be big. Uh, If it doesn't and it falls just shy of that, it's still going to be big. So we're hoping to drop that sometime late January, early February. But the value in that giveaway is to say thank you from the podcast and to highlight again um, some people that are beyond passionate about what they're doing. So the companies that are involved, yeah, it's going to be huge. So you guys keep an eye out for that. Uh, Jump on DR Long Range Concepts and uh, give Ron a follow. Um, He'll have some information coming down the pike as well. Uh, Tap Tuesday episode with the tap man himself, Sam Schaefer. Katie DiLorenzo out of New Mexico, um, killer and uh, BHA staff, uh, staff member over at Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. I uh, got the Sage Muley Boys out of uh, Central Cal. I guess that'd be Southern California. Um, I guess it's what the Sage Muley Boys want to claim. Um, Colleen Donahue, the Duck Lady. Kobe Fitzgerald out of Washington. My boy Freddie Lopez with Game Changer Calls. You want to talk about a phenomenal guy. Freddie and I had the, I had the pleasure to hang out with Freddie this year at the uh, Hoodoo Shoot, the Northwest Mountain Challenge Hoodoo Shoot up in Oregon. And uh, wow, outside of the time, you know, flinging arrows at uh, foam, hanging out with Freddie and the boys at G4 Archery was, uh, was a blast. Chad Bracken out of Wyoming. Uh, Michael Merrill, uh, there's a guy, right? Utah's own Michael Merrill. What a great episode. Mike is a constant inspiration to a ton of folks. Um, just a super humble guy and an immense passion in his pursuit. So I can't say enough about Michael. Jackson Adams, uh, I think Jackson was the youngest guy I had on the podcast, but nonetheless, a great conversation talking to a young man that sees the value and holds the value, the values, excuse me, of hunting. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Goodbull, Lauren and Allie Schrag, they've graced me with their presence uh, more than once on the podcast. Derek DePue, Mountain Hunter Box, Shea Tompkins. Wow. <laughs> the list goes on and on. I don't even know how to how to proceed. Nobody wants to hear me just ramble names off of a freaking scroll list. 
Yeah, so I'll I'll refrain from torturing you guys with that. I feel like I, I have a need to acknowledge everyone. Not the best to get us through a quick episode and retain listenership. Uh, just reading names off and, and rehashing every so we'll skip all that. But I will say my absolute favorite episode, the favorite to record the favorite to get into talk about you name it was the episode with my boy um titled time well spent um to be able to sit down with him and recap our pursuit of elk in colorado this year looking him in the eye and hearing some of the things that he was saying some that were said to me prior some that were coming out on the spot but to see his reverence his passion and uh him looking at me and understanding why as a young man why I am the way I am about hunting and his realization of all that was just it was just remarkable um yeah it's a bit biased because it's my boy but yeah definitely my favorite there so I I, another thing that was really really big to me throughout this year as as the podcast started so did the messages which I was really shocked about you know just the positive feedback and the fact that we were people were getting what the vision was and and why this stuff was important that inspired me and it was like okay I'm just going to tell part of my story I should tell the whole story but I feel like it's, I don't want it to lose any value. I don't want it to become just, oh, he's going to post this or say this um, every day because X, Y, and Z. So I was sharing bits and pieces of my motivation, my passion, my experience, and the amount of text, emails, DMs, um, signing up to the website and you know leaving a message there. And I kept hearing, your passion is contagious, your passion, your passion, your passion. And it was just so motivational to me. Um, People were getting it. It wasn't, I'm from Southern California. It falls on deaf ears here. You know, I poke and prod at that all the time, but it's the truth, right? I live in an area that people don't even know you can hunt in. And then from the outside looking in, you know, every person in California is, uh, (laughs) I'll let you guys describe that. So to see that my story was able to impact someone else's pursuit and my drive to get out there. And as cliche as it sounds, as much as I say it, I really am chasing a better me. I realize that when I go in the woods and I come out of the woods, I'm easier to deal with. I'm just a better person. So with that realization, it just, you know, it made it something that was relatively easy. And to have it translate into somebody else's story again was was something that uh, I had a, a lot of takeaway from. And then not to mention the friendships that are that are forged and and what a weird kind of time we're in we're kind of redefining that word friendship in my opinion um not to date myself more than the gray hairs on the beard but 
if you didn't live in a town or on the same block, you didn't know that guy. And now we're able to reach across the nation and reach across um, or around the globe and find like minded people. And some you hit on, you know, six cylinders and some are hitting on seven. And uh, there's a handful that's hitting on eight. And you value those relationships like it was a guy that lived in town or lived on the block, whether it's through social media DMs or, you know, conversations, but it's more than a double tap, more than, um, you know, a download for the podcast. Um, you meet some great people and, uh, you know, referring to like Sidney Smith or Tate Hale, um, you know, guys that you, you look up to for whatever reason. And being able to have a conversation with them and then, you know, especially with Tate, Tate and I talk back and forth and to have him send me a message and says, man, you know, you're an inspiration or you did this on this episode and it was inspirational. You value that stuff. So nothing shy of, of solid friendships that come out of the majority of, of this effort. You know, you don't know, you don't click with everyone. But it is personal for me in every episode because we're talking about hunting. And next to my family, I shouldn't say next to, right below my family is hunting, is the hunting community, is my hunting family. So, yeah, those friendships uh, are nothing shy of valuable and uh, appreciated. So not to drag it on um, and on and on and on because all those episodes and all the conversations and everything combined, I can go on for literally days. Um, but in a nutshell, the impact and the things that I found doing this podcast that I didn't expect to find have been great. I mean, it was it was impactful to my season, my pursuit, um, how I viewed certain things in the field. Um, so it was great. Moving forward um, with Western Contours podcast, there's been glimpses of, do I keep going? Is it worth it? It's a lot of energy. And and I'd be remiss to not thank my wife for her support and dealing with the time that it pulls me from the house to the garage um, and from the yard work, et cetera, et cetera, trying to build and get consistency and share the things that I wanted to share. So I have to give a kudos to my wife for that. Uh, she's been great about it and she's been supportive and, and there's nothing better than having that support. So anyhow, moving forward, um, you know, we ran the series. So what we're looking at for 2020 right now, we'll be doing, I'll be doing more video content. I, uh, have my tap Tuesday reviews. I was going to start those late last year, but wanted to hold them until the first of the year. Um, knowing that some of the series were not going to be repeating and bring some video content to the podcast and, uh, kind of take a next level. So we'll have the tap Tuesday reviews. I'll probably start reviewing the gear that I have uh, used that I haven't done um, Tap Tuesday episodes with just stuff that has been great in the field, um, you know, stuff that I've rely on, um, not for 
just, you know, harvesting or killing an animal. But as far as safety goes, excuse me, um, you know, my water filtration stuff. I, so I'll be dropping reviews. Um, I keep going down these tangents and rabbit holes with stuff. I'm going to be looking at once a month, I'm going to highlight a youth hunter. Um, we recorded the first episode already and that'll start dropping i think i'm going to drop those on wednesdays probably the last wednesday of the month um the wednesday episodes now (laughs) i'm gonna do my wednesday rant if something drives me crazy if something stands out if whatever it is i'm gonna just get on it'll probably be a 10 to 20 minute episode um and i'm gonna just rant (laughs) um sometimes i hold back on that and there's things that drive me crazy. You know what? I'm going to just rant. So good, bad, ugly. Um, it's just my opinion. We'll continue with the uh, Saturday episodes. Um, kind of the bread and butter of Western Contours podcast. And then I'm thinking about doing a feature Friday episode um, with some of the better known or... Uh, bigger names in in the hunting demographic so working on that i wanted to put together an elk series um getting ready for elk season i'm going to do some california specific episodes and uh i mean i've been hunting here for 20 years um and it's a great place to hunt and there's some great opportunity and there's guys here that don't even understand the process and the whys and this pursuit here is uh it's kind of unlike anything in the west um we have a huge amount of public land um with not the greatest number of animals i guess um so you know california series the partnership that i have with dr long range concepts uh we really want to highlight ron's ability to take the average shooter and make them a lr sniper um (laughs) the guy is phenomenal salt of the earth and uh his entire family's involved with his long-range school and a lot of guys and gals can't go and buy that you know five to seven thousand dollar rifle um i wanted to do a series that that took the average guy with a factory rifle Um, that he got at Cabela's or Bass Pro and show that he has an ability to shoot beyond what we think a factory rifle is capable of. So we're hoping to go factory rifle, factory loads, and really look at, you know, us blue-collar guys and their pursuit and stretching out those shots. So the DR series should be really good. And honestly, if I get uh, wild hair up my ass um, and come up with an idea, which I'm sure something will inspire me, I will uh, start running an episode for it. You know, it, it honestly, a lot of the episodes I do and a lot of uh, what I'm looking at is stuff that impacts, impacts, excuse me, my pursuit. And to some point it's selfish, but I find value in it. I'm sure somebody else does. If it's 10 guys, um, if it's one guy, a gal, 10,000, if somebody finds value in it, then, uh, then great. And I feel like I'm kind of putting it all out there. I don't know if that's foolish or if that's smart, but, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, coming coming out west from the east, we're going to run some episodes specifically geared to our Midwest and back east and down south brethren to try and make their pursuit in Western game a bit less cluttered. And as far as the episodes go and, you know, any series I'm thinking about, I'm going to kill it there. I don't want to give away the farm. Uh, but we, you know, I, I got some, what I think is some pretty cool stuff coming. Like I said, a little bit selfish, a, a lot of bit to bring value. Um, but the main focus is to shed light on what we all love and pursue um, in hunting, not just Western big game hunting. I, I guess that's one thing I could talk about is the impact on our down south, back east, Midwest brethren. I didn't in any way, shape, or form expect to leave uh, the Western United States. But a lot of the listenership is guys in the Midwest and back East. And man, do I appreciate those guys. A lot of those folks, and not saying that we're any lesser here, thrive off of the tradition. I mean, you're talking generations of hunting but decided for whatever reason that, hey, I want to go out west and pursue game. And not just that, but the ability that hunting and the passion and and everything we have for this is able to translate from, you know, running mountains to sitting in a tree stand and, you know, a couple thousand miles in some instances um, has been pretty impressive. So I'm glad it was able to broaden my horizons um, and have me look at that a little bit differently. Yeah, that again, there's value in every story. Wow, and we're talking about that. So one of the stats is, I want to say it's either 47 or 48 countries. <laughs> I remember seeing two states and was excited. I remember hitting 100 downloads and was excited. So in 365 days to hit 50 countries, have conversations with servicemen overseas that thank me for giving them a little bit of home. Um, Those were the most impactful messages. That I have a big admiration, a respect, a love for our servicemen and women. And to see a serviceman in the Middle East DMing me or downloading a podcast was phenomenal. That was stellar. Um, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. I mean, we had some countries I don't even, I can't even pronounce them. I didn't even know they were blips on the map. So yeah, just, just extraordinary the way that Western Contours was able to take Western hunting and the stories in it and touch people across the globe was something that I never, I never even considered. So just an immense amount of appreciation for not just the people that were on the podcast, but for folks that were sharing the podcast, you know, Hey, I listened to this, check this out. Right. Yeah. That stuff, it it means a lot. So I said 30 minutes, I'm at like 41. So, um, the giveaway, Without disclosing too much, uh, I'm going to just say thank you to some of the brand 
partners that are participating in this giveaway. Um, DR Long Range Concept, Vortex Optics, Bendable Products, Game Changer Calls, Sasquatch Fuel, Velvet Antler Technology, Flexmark Calls, Mountain Hunter Box. And right now there's probably three to four still on deck. I don't have them solid yet. I thank them for considering it. But so be looking for that giveaway. It's uh, kind of a twofold, right? Uh, hoping to provide something so valuable that it can't help but to grow the platform and to help and grow and shed light on the brand partners, but also as a huge thank you uh, for supporting the podcast and the efforts with Western Contours. So I'm going to try and start to wrap this thing up. So the intro and outro to the podcast has changed. They're a little more lengthy now. I have some air quote sponsors, uh, some brand partners, some people that I've built relationships, friendships with. I believe in their companies, what their values are, and they support me. I'm supporting them. And if I can get these people in front of a larger demographic, a bigger audience, then so be it. I believe in them. I believe in their products. And that's where I'm at. I know a lot of times when guys or brands or whatever get backing, people frown upon it. Apologize if you think that. <laughs> uh, go get some. Um, but it's important to me to support people that are, are supporting the podcast and, and these folks um, make great products um, and are passionate about what they're doing. So that's where I'm at with that. So please, you know, take a listen to those companies. Jump on westerncontours.com. Go to the partners page. Go to the team pages, the sponsored pages, whatever it is. And, and look at these companies. These are companies that I believe in because they believe and support in uh, support hunters, support our demographic. And it's important that we show that and spend our money with those people that aren't ashamed to represent us because there's a lot of that right uh unfortunately there's companies that will sell their product to us but don't stand by us and it's important for me to stand by again those that stand by not just the podcast but us the hunting community so i'm hoping to grow that list and you know bring value to not just the podcast but the companies that uh believe in what we're doing and uh, yeah, it, it'll be that continued, you know, mutual benefit and uh, mutual support. And I have uh, on the website, I'll have a, a bit of a blog going. I'm going to attempt to do that at least a couple times a month. It could be talking about gear. It could be talking about, you know, my mental status and pushing through things like that. So I'm going to give that a go. Um, I don't expect to be any less busy that I was last year when it comes to the podcast is just, you know, ramping up the information and kind of bringing it full circle, you know, with the visual aspect and, and with the tangibles, if you will, outside of just uh, the episodes. Yeah, guys. So I said a half an hour. I'm at 41 minutes, just shy of 41 minutes. So here's the wrap. I appreciate each and every one of you. I just wanted to get on and kind of, I don't know, snapshot 2019 not so much reintroduce western contours but make sure that people understood what 
the thought process was what Western Contours is. I don't think it's your typical platform, podcast, methodology in podcasting. I don't fucking know. Um, I'm just having a hell of a time doing it. It's fun to hear the stories and yeah, and be able to share them. That's, that's the biggest part is being able to share them and have some sort of impact in someone's pursuit. Yeah, I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for your support and having a positive impact on uh, on this community of ours. You know, more than ever we needed. Thank you all very much. Uh, yeah, lay them down. Thank you for listening. Follow and tag us on Instagram at Western Contours. Jump on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down. We spend a lot of time preparing for our hunts, and how we fuel our efforts is key. Head over to ValleyToPeakNutrition.com, helping you perform optimally in the backcountry. The purpose of Valley to Peak is to provide sound nutritional information supported by science to help you prepare and perform optimally in the backcountry. There's no secret. This is done through education, coaching, and programming based on personal goals and preferences. Head over to ValleyToPeakNutrition.com or catch them on Instagram at V2P Nutrition.